and I wore it to Jake's next start against the Brewers, and he went the full nine innings, struck out 11, gave up three hits. I went to go get a beer in the third inning, and I got bombarded. Everybody asked me, you know, that shirt's hilarious. Where did you get it? It was supposed to get reactions out of people for how dumb the shirt is because he's way better than good. He was, he was an alien. Setup Nation, if you are a owner of an obvious shirt or have ever seen people wearing obvious shirts, this is a very fun episode to be listening into because this is the origin of Joe Johnson's story of how obvious shirts came about. I love the organic nature of this story and how it's all centered around who I ranked the number one pitcher in the Cubs last 20 years, Jake Arrieta. Um, that is that is the fun part about this. And you're going to hear the story from Joe Johnson and make sure that if you are listening to this, that you go check out the giveaway that Joe is doing at the end of this, just for our audience. Because if you already love obvious shirts like me, like you should just be making sure that you use everything with this code, this giveaway that Joe is doing. Um, and it's so awesome that he's doing it for our audience. So make sure you stay to the end to check that out. But Let's get to it right now, hear from Joe Johnson and how Obvious Shirts came about and especially just loving the story of how this guy is just a true bleeding cubby blue at heart Cubs fan. Let's get to it. Hey, what is up, Setup Nation? We've got Joe Johnson. Uh, this is a fun one for me because I met Joe at the Cubs convention and Joe, you know, you you talk about thinking about things in your head, the way that you picture it going. And I'm just like, you know, when I started this show, I knew I wanted eventually to have like a brand that I love. And you were the first one that came to mind. So when we met at Cubs convention, you were just down to jump on the podcast and be a part mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, what we're doing here, the setup, man. Can't tell you how excited I was. So really excited to have you on board, man, and, and to have you on the show. Yeah, Kyle, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. It was great meeting you at Cubs convention. That's that's the one thing I look forward to is, you know, connecting with the customers, the fan base. Like it's, it's the one place that we all go to where everybody in the building has the same thing in common, which is, you know, dire Cub fans. So it, it's always good to get there. I know the weather's was brutal, especially for you coming from California, but um, it's always That's a good cool. weekend. And it was a pleasure meeting you. And I'm glad I was able to join. Awesome, man. Well, hey, I want to get to your story and hearing about how you became a Cubs fan. But first, you know, for people that don't know about obvious shirts, um, get, give us just the the background on that. What I, I love the story. And I know that this is like, to me, one of the coolest stories of just a fan that has turned their fandom into a passion project and then eventually an amazing business. But I would love for people to hear it from your mouth. I have a house. It's 500 feet from home plate, like super close to Wrigley field. Um, and I was working downtown Chicago selling software. I sold like staffing technology to large healthcare corporations to help people, you know, find RNs and PRNs and all the different types of clinicians. Um, and like how how sales works is at least my my goal every year was to meet my quota as soon as possible. And our, it was January to December. And I would always try to meet my quota by June, July, because after you reach your quota, you know, your your manager doesn't really care what you do. You're not being bothered. Um, you don't even have to come into the office. So it was always a goal of mine to, to sell and meet my quota as soon as humanly possible. 
because uh, I was a Cubs season ticket holder, um, and I would go to as many games as I could. So it was always get get the quota, you know, done by June or July, and enjoy the rest of the summer going to you know as many Cubs games as possible. So I went to yeah. a lot of Cubs games. Um, moved to Chicago in 2013, um, and since then been going to games, you know, 20 to 40 home games a year, um, and. I was at the point where I didn't love like the selection of t-shirts. I'm not going to buy a Jersey and drop $250 on every player that I want to represent. So going to a lot of games, sitting in the bleachers uh, in July and August, it's really hot. So I wanted, you know, something that I could wear that was comfortable, lightweight, that wasn't a Jersey. Right. So the story of how the company came to be, and it goes back to my playing, my baseball playing days. Um, was we played a tournament. I was on a travel a travel team. Um, we played a tournament at TCU, and yeah. we all got to, you know, have access to their the baseball facility, the baseball team's facility, which was super nice. And I had Jake Arrieta's locker. Um, didn't really know him at the time. The custodian told me that's their best player, and I was like, all right, uh, number thirty four. And since then, I kind of followed followed him because I thought that was kind of cool. And then when the Cubs got him in Strope, and arguably the best trade in Cubs history, um, I was like, I'm going to follow this guy, and he's going to be my yeah. dude. And then uh, the next year, 2015, he became super Superman and was the best pitcher on planet Earth. And so the story got started, or the whole concept of the T-shirt, was I was late for work one day. <clears throat> I was out at... Uh, a night game the night before had a few too many um, and strolled into work late and the whole floor kind of just like went silent and watched me walk in and my manager's like you know what the hell like what do you have to say and I said Jake area is good at baseball and like the whole floor started laughing because uh, he was this was probably like I don't know mid-July um, second half of 2015 he was unstoppable so um my coworkers like that would make a really good shirt. And then I'm telling the story out of place, but I was like, yeah, like, and he's like, I can make it for you. I used to work for a teacher company in college promoting live nice. nation concerts. So I said, I want the most comfortable shirt you can find the most expensive premium blank. And I'm going to just put Jake here. as good at baseball on it. And I said, Make it in Helvetica font because I took a college architecture class. And I remember from that class that Helvetica fonts like the easiest font to read. Um, and I'm like, all caps Helvetica font, like make it as stupid and as basic um, and as uncreative as possible. And I, so two weeks later, he, I got it in and I wore it to Jake's next start against the Brewers. And he went the full nine innings, struck out 11, gave up three hits. Um, I went to go get a beer in the third inning and I got bombarded. Everybody asked me, you know, that shirt's hilarious. Where did you get it? Cause I wanted to understate like how good he was. It was, it was supposed to get reactions out of people for how dumb the shirt is because he's way better than good. He was, he was an alien. Um, and so I wanted to understate it to get reactions out of people and I got plenty in it. My concept worked. And so I took people's contact information, uh, left the game with like 30, 30 contacts, had my buddy print me 50 um, and I sold the, the other 20 like in a, in a half a day just on Facebook. And then I ordered 100 and sold all those in a day. And then I ordered 400 and sold, sold all those in a week. 
Um, and that's kind of when the concept was born. Seven years later, fast forward, did you ever think you'd be selling over 200,000 shirts? Absolutely not. This was never <laughs> in the, uh, this was never in the game plan. Yeah. No. But it's been well, a ride. I mean, it's been so much fun. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I bought, you know, I'm wearing my I'd rather be at Wrigley mm -hmm. shirt. I bought that at the same time as the best game ever played was on a Wednesday in Cleveland. And I didn't even know, honestly, what I was buying at the time. It, it, to be completely honest, I thought like where all that originated from was when Joe Madden wore the shirt. Try not to suck. Like I, I thought that was and, and correct me if I'm wrong. That was not an obvious shirt, right? That obvious shirts came after that. Yeah, that was actually my buddy's company, uh, Jacob, okay. and um, I did some freelancing for him before I even thought of this, just because I was always plugged into Cubs. Um, he he wasn't as connected. I mean, he would you know text me for having the pulse of the fan base because he was up in he was up in uh, Wisconsin, living in Wisconsin at the time. Okay, uh, but he struck a really nice deal with Joe Madden, and um, I actually took him to World C the World Series Game Five at at Wrigley. Um, and he presented or gave me a gift, a track to South shirt signed by Joe Madden, Chris Bryan and Jake as a thank you. So that was like, that was kind of like foreshadowing, I guess, cause I was involved with him and helping him before I t-shirts. How funny. So it was like part of it, the, the, the origin of it influenced at all from Jacob's company. No, I didn't like to be completely honest with you. I didn't that. His company and that T-shirt did not even cross my mind when I made it because I didn't have any ambition of making a T-shirt company. I just wanted uh, as basic of a shirt, super comfortable, yeah. but as basic as a shirt just for Jake to wear to you know his starts. That was that was it. And my second shirt was Kyle Schwarber crushes baseballs, and um, I come from a huge IU family, and he went to IU, so I obviously knew about him. And when the Cubs got him, so I again I I pray I. I I applied the same type of like, this is my guy. Um, and that I got super lucky with that because a, a fan in New York City, a Chicago transplant, bought it and wore it to City Field when we played the Mets. And Kyle Schwerber hit the farthest home run of his career at the time. It was like 483 feet at City Field. And the cameraman found that shirt and said, that's going to be a very popular shirt in Chicago. And it made it made it on ESPN.com. It made it on MLB.com. It made it on MLB Network, the MLB uh, network Twitter retweeted it and it I I that was my first like experiment where I was like I'm gonna go at the time I had Etsy and I'm like figuring out on support with Etsy like how do I make a shirt continue selling um when I don't have any stock put in and they showed me how to do that because at the time it was new and all the features of online e-commerce platforms they weren't that like advanced back then and so I did that and I woke up and there was like 450 pre-orders the next oh day God. just from the shirt going viral. Man, so that's I, when I was like, okay, there, this concept is going to work. And yeah. people like wearing them because when they wear them, they get other people reacting to them. And it's usually starts conversation, high fives. Uh, and then they ask, where did you get it? And then I, my marketing is word of mouth and it's all been kind of like structured that way. And it's, it's been that way ever since. And it's obvious that fans love these shirts, but when you see guys, like I saw the other day, you retweeted that Joey Swole was wearing your, your, uh, I like pizza more than people shirt. When you see that Jake Arietta is in the news talking about the Cubs and TCU Jersey, 
that you made for him and how he loves the shirts. Like, does that just take it to another level to have people that are, especially Cubs players getting, you're getting their attention too? Yeah. I mean, that's cool. Like the, the best part of like, this has been the friendships that I formed with a lot of the players. Um, I'm not, I've never really been like growing up. I was never like the kid that would stand in line for an hour or two hours to meet a, to get it, maybe get an autograph. Like I just was never, I'm not, what's it called? Like, um, I don't really get starstruck. Uh, if anything, now I'm older than pretty much everybody on the team. So it's kind of like I get jealous more than anything or envious because they're, they're playing a kid's game as their job and getting paid millions of dollars. And I'm like, man, I, I, I wish I could have done that. Or I, I, I could be doing that. But yeah. the, the coolest was Tom Morello. Um, Cause Tom Morello will always be a legend in my eyes and great against the machine. I mean, one of the greatest all time rock bands. So Tom Morello was probably the first time I was like, really like I actually told people about it or like semi brag to my friends that Tom Morello was buying my shirts and wearing them. Give me the background. Like, how did you become a Cubs fan? Was it in the family? It was, yeah. So, luckily, I had no choice in the matter. Um, well, my grandfather was a huge Cub fan. He became a Cub okay. fan in 19, well, right after the war. Um, he served in World War II. And when he got back, he got a job at U.S. Steel. And the thing to do was, you know, after work, him and his work buddies would just take the train up to Chicago and get off right at Wrigley and do $2 tickets, 50 cent beers, 50 cent hot dogs. Um, and he would end up going to, you know, two or three games a week and became just a diehard with uh, Ernie and then Ron Sano. And he, when I, when I was born, he bought a Chicago Cubs pinstripe onesie and I left the hospital in that. So I literally was a <laughs> Cub fan from day one. Uh, and then awesome. growing up, that was our that was our bonding, right? WGN, like um, my parents divorced when I was really young. So a lot of the time my mom was a single mom and who worked. And so I spent many a days with the grandparents and every day at 120 or um, whenever the Cubs were playing, it was me and grandpa. I was raised on watching Cubs games with him. So that's where my love for the Cubs and then eventually my love for baseball was born. Now, did he live long enough <clears throat> to be able to see you create this company? Yeah, um, he passed away thirty days. He passed away thirty days after they won it, December second, twenty sixteen. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he was ninety four. Um, lived a wow. really good, really good life. Him and my grand, my grandma were married for sixty nine years. Um, he's my favorite person. He's my hero. He's, he's like my. He was my inspiration. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to. I you know like explaining it to him at first, like what I was doing. Um, he didn't really grasp the concept that, you know, people are going online, you know, to my grandma worked at JC Penney's for four years. So he was trying to comprehend like, well, you don't go to the store to get it. You don't go to a mall. You just go on your computer. And like, so that was kind of explaining that was new to him, but yeah, it, it was really cool. Like I, we got to share that, you know, world series moment. And then, um, yeah, he, he's the reason why my passion is the way it is. And, a lot of the motivation to build this and to keep it going is definitely for him. So Joe, one of the things that 
people say all the time is when you do something that you love, you never work a day in your life. Um, I personally don't agree with that. I think when you do something you love, you'll work harder than anyone else at your craft because it doesn't feel like work. It feels like something that you want to do, no matter if you're getting paid for it or not. So is that how you feel? Is, is it, is it a or B do you feel like you're not working or do you feel like you're willing to work harder than anyone else because you love what you do? You know, the first time we talked that really resonated with me that you said that. And cause the, 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 the cliche is like, yeah, if you find something you love, you never work a day. I, I mean, this, this company's taking years off my life. Um, and that's okay. But yeah, I, I work nonstop. Um, I work during Cubs games. I, I have my laptop open, you know, I in bed at 11 o'clock PM. And sometimes the, the, the laptop lid does not close until 1 AM. Like I, I'm even when I'm not working, I'm constantly thinking about it or I'm thinking of, you know, Oh, like I'll think of something that I, I want to do or incorporate and I'll put it in my phone. We'll be out to, you know, out to dinner downtown. Like, my fiance is the absolute best for putting up with me because um, it's a lot. But yeah, like after you said that to me the first time, I and I really digested it. Um, I love I love working. I'm I'm a workaholic. I'm super competitive, so that's a huge motivator. But I enjoy the work so much that I I tend to bleed work outside of working hours almost on the on the regular, and it's actually something I'm working on kind of disconnecting from just because it's, yeah, it's my life. Yeah. Well, you're also, we're, we're both blessed in that sense that we have a supportive uh, spouse that is allowing mm -hmm. us to be able to do that without, <laughs> without giving too much crap to us. So it, that, that to me is the biggest reason behind a successful person as well as you have a su supportive <clears throat> spouse. So that's, that's got to feel like a 100%. blessing. In yeah. It is. Awesome. And it's, it is. And like her, um, he's a dire cub fan. She, nice. you know, bless her heart, but she's just not a sports person. You know, she's, she loves her like fashion and, um, home decor and reality TV shows, which, you know, I'll partake in participate with her. And, but yeah, she doesn't have really any interest in baseball. So it's, it's kind of nice. Cause I can do my thing. I mean, we'll go to games together. Like she loves going to baseball games, but it's, it's kind of nice that we have our own interests, but as far as support, yeah, she's been, she's been an absolute rock star and, and led, letting me live out my dream. Cool. Joe, what else is coming up with obvious shirts? I I've been seeing you talk about these Chicago. Um, I've been seeing, you know, I'm sure the Kansas city stuff is probably doing pretty well after the super bowl, but what are some things that you're excited about that you want everyone to know about? Well, we're, I would say college, actually. We just got licensed with CLC, which is the largest agency that handles like 80% of all the colleges, um, division one, two, and three. Um, so we got approval with them. We've already partnered with Loyola, um, Bradley, Butler. Like we're starting geographically and working out. So obviously we Very want cool. to hit like big 10 schools. But college, college is a whole new space for us. But I think so far this, the the schools that we've partnered with and getting in the bookstores and getting them on um, the backs of college students. I think the brand being so literal and so basic and like sarcastic, I think it would do, I think it'll do really, really well with college students. 
and when you're in college, like you want to be kind of the center of attention. You want to be the, 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 the guy or girl at the party and our shirts might help those college kids, you know, kind of feel that in a certain way or, or be, you know, kind of the, the popular kid in their small circle because they got a, a shirt that everybody wants. So I think our brand meshes really well with the college environment. Um, so that's what I'm probably most excited about other than, you know, obviously baseball season every every year is when like my brain really zones in. But other than, other than what I'm already doing, I think college is the new frontier. Hey, you've got a very special uh, offer for our audience. Um, you want to share that really quickly? Yeah. So I want to uh, offer a discount code for, you know, listeners of your very fine YouTube channel here. So I created a code. It's called the setup man 15 all like T H E S E T U P M A N one five. Um, and you, that code's yours for as long as you'd like to have it. But if you enter the setup man 15 at checkout, you'll get 15% off your order. That does not include any of our charitable, like the Rhino strong team Mongo. Like it's right. for every, every product that's not already hundred percent going to charity. Um, but we'll run that all baseball season long just for your for your listeners and followers. And that is a great tease too, because you're going to be doing stuff with us throughout the season, including being a part of some of our live reactions during games where we're going to be doing a few giveaways for that as well. So guys, make sure that you're tuning in during the season for more from Joe with Obvious Shirts. But man, Joe, it was, it was fun hearing your story, fun talking about Cub Spring training. And I cannot wait to see how this puzzle gets put together. But thank you so much for jumping on, man. 